Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Great to be hanging out with you again, Akuo. If you have hung out with us at all this year, you know the word that God spoke to us to live out this year, which is ready. You are ready as currently constructed. And it hasn't been a matter of building yourself into something new or anything like that. This year has been about uncovering the things that were already there and then using those. Now, last week, we kicked off our sermon series called sent out. Now, during that message, we saw Jesus look at the crowd of people that had been following him, and then he became overcome with compassion in such a way that it shook his bowels. And then he told his disciples this. He said, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. So we did that last week. It was Last week was about praying to God, speaking to the one that is in charge of the harvest. We prayed to him, asking for him to send more workers into the field. And that was great. We had a chance to spend time with God that we might not normally get throughout our normal week. But I think there's a reason that this prayer, this encouragement, came before what we're going to read through today. And to set that up, I want to talk about a structured method of pedagogy. You know, things that you talk about with your friends at a party, or the, the pedagogy, you know. But for real, I, I want us to have a chat about the style of teaching called gradual release of responsibility. So gradual release of responsibility is this. When a teacher, by design, transitions from assuming all the responsibility for performing a task to a situation in which the students assume all of the responsibility. An easier way to understand this teaching style is by looking at this transition of responsibility. So this is from the teacher's point of view. It starts with, I do, you watch, then we talk, which happens after all of these steps. This is where a teacher would model the correct way to do a task, and then afterwards, they would go and talk about it. Then, I do, you help. This time, the teacher invites the student to help out with the process. Then, you guessed it, they talk about it. After that, it's you do, I help. Now, in this, the teacher helps the student accomplish the task at hand. Then it's you do, I watch. At this point, the student is doing the work and the teacher doesn't touch it, but might offer support and advice, and then, of course, talk about it. Then finally, the student has graduated. The student does the task and doesn't have any guide rails at all. They are free to do it on their own. And I think this is what we have seen from Jesus while reading through the account of his life as recorded by his friend and his disciple, Matthew. You see, Jesus allowed the disciples to see him do the work, and then they would talk. Then Jesus started to get them to help. And they would talk about it after. Then Jesus had them start doing things while he was there and was able to help watch them go to work. And then I'm sure they talked about it after. Then they got to see Jesus demonstrate his authority in different ways while they've been following him, right? They First, they saw him through his teaching, like what we studied in the Sermon on the Mount. 
And then it was through his miracles. They watched his authority through the miraculous things that came to be, like what we studied in the Healer sermon series. Now he has taken the disciples to the next step. He sees how they have grown in the ministry. Jesus decided that their skills had been built up to a level where they were ready to get sent out. Here's how Jesus sent them out. Jesus called the 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the 12 disciples. First, Simon, also called Peter, then Andrew, Peter's brother, James, son of Zebedee, John, James's brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector, also the, also the author of this, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. You see, when the disciples were praying about the workers in the field, I'm not sure they fully realized that Jesus was going to call them to be some of the first workers in the field. But here they are getting sent out, but also getting fully equipped to do the work that needed to be done. As we read through this here, uh, there are a few things that, that popped out. First, Jesus is giving them the authority to cast out evil spirits and heal every kind of disease and illness. And this is completely unprecedented in Jewish history. None of the heroes of the Jewish faith were ever able to pull off something quite like this. Not Moses, not none of the prophets, none of the judges, no one. Once again, this is Jesus flexing on everyone. He was showing all of Israel that he had the authority to do these things in the natural and the supernatural realms. Then right after that, Matthew records the name of the 12 apostles, which is the first time we see that term in Matthew's account. You see, the idea behind an apostle is that they are sent out as a representative of some sort of important official, and Jesus is about as important as you can get. So this is definitely an upgrade in title from disciple to be representative of Jesus out in this world. That's pretty amazing. What's interesting to think about is that there were lots of disciples that Jesus had, but only 12 of them became apostles right here. So every apostle was a disciple of Jesus, but not every disciple of Jesus was an apostle. Now, when we see this idea of someone being an apostle, there are three main criteria that the apostles would lay out later when they were looking to replace Judas, who would betray Jesus. So to be an apostle, this is what they said you needed to do. First off, you had to be a disciple of Jesus during his earthly ministry. Then you needed to be an eyewitness of the resurrection of Jesus. And third, be called and commissioned directly by Jesus himself. So those apostles would say that without these three things, you can't call yourself an apostle of Jesus. They did, however, make a special exception for the apostle Paul. Even though he wasn't a disciple of Jesus during his earthly ministry, Jesus was an eyewitness to the resurrected Jesus and was called and commissioned by the resurrected Jesus. In addition to that, the other apostles seemed to confirm the work that Paul was doing physically and spiritually, felt like he checked out, so they went ahead and added him as an apostle. That is probably the only way that anyone could get a pass on any of those three requirements. 
Now, after the 12 get the title of apostles, Matthew then goes through the names of all the guys getting sent out. Now, more than likely, these fellows were sent out in pairs. Some folks think that they were sent out in fours, uh, and they were probably connected to the person that was next to them on the list. Uh, you know, they, we had, saw a lot of brothers uh, and other people that were like, hey, just go out there with your brother. Now, after the names, Jesus had some work to do. He preached an ordination sermon to encourage and propel, prepare these apostles. It's like the last minute instructions that these guys needed to make it out on their own. This is definitely a you do in the steps of gradual release of responsibility. Now, in this sermon, Jesus has something to say to all of his servants, past, present, and future. This is something we need to understand because if we don't, the message of this entire chapter of Matthew 10 might get us confused. So let's go ahead and see how this sermon gets kicked off. Here's how Matthew recorded it. Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Don't take any money in your belts, no gold, silver, or even copper coins. Don't carry a traveler's bag with a change of clothes and sandals, or even a walking stick. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality, because those who work deserve to be fed. Jesus sends out the guys and does this commissioning. He starts to give them the instructions. The first one is a little confusing for those of us that know Jesus, what he was all about. Jesus tells the apostles that they should only preach to the people of Israel, which is weird because Jesus came for everyone, not just people from Israel, right? Well, I think there's probably a few reasons for that. First off, Jesus was giving God's original chosen people a chance to move towards him. He wanted to give them the chance to follow him in the best way they possibly could. Now, when those guys go out and preach to the people of Israel, what ends up happening is they are a sign that God is restoring Israel, but they are also the means in which he will restore Israel. The way that they would do that is by doing a few things. First, they would announce the appearance of this Jewish Messiah, the one that had been prophesied for all those years before that. Then they would provide the signs to the Jewish people who required them. Some people would be like, well, I need to see some signs before I believe you as proof that they had gotten their power from God. Now, another probable reason that Jesus didn't want to send this first group to go anywhere but Israel is because Jesus didn't need the additional opposition that would come from the Gentiles and Samaritans. He's going to have enough opposition just dealing with the Jewish people. So he's like, Let, let's just focus this, right? And Jesus, like I'm saying, he could be narrowing the apostles' focus too, so as not to get overwhelmed with the work that must be done. These are the first steps in ministry, and it's easier to help a specific community than immediately jump out into helping the entire world, right? Which is a lot like how serving at a KUO on an A-team is a good stepping stone for learning how to serve everybody else out in the world in our lives. Now, the next thing Jesus highlighted was the apostles were to give as freely as they received. Now, this could go for a lot of things. The first is the grace and patience that was shown to them by Jesus. Think about how much love Jesus poured out on these apostles. Think about how much compassion Jesus showed to them during their time together. I think Jesus wanted them to be sure to lead the people of Israel the way he led, with love. 
with compassion, with so much compassion that it shook his bowels, and with truth, the truth of the gospel, the truth of who Jesus was. Now, I don't think it ended with just love, compassion, and truth, though. I think Jesus wanted them to give and receive freely of material possessions and their resources. Jesus tells them that much when he's like, don't take anything with you. Don't take a bag. Don't even take a copper coin. Don't take an extra tooth. Don't take any of this stuff. And the reason for this is because Jesus wanted them to depend on the community that they were serving to take care of them but not by hitting them up for money after each healing. Jesus is saying this because the expectation is that the apostles would not be taking payments from people they just helped out. That's what he's telling them. Don't take any money because it's going differently in other places. You see, the disciples were to offer their services free of charge because the good news they had received from Jesus had cost them nothing. So they shouldn't profit off of it, right? They shouldn't get rich off of it only survived because of the connection that it created with the people they were serving. And this is actually something that you would see regularly in their culture. People would profit off of the spiritual services that they provided to the community. For leaders of the temple and people that were close to that power, they lived a much more privileged life than the people around them. With that, they also created a class that helped separate them from the people that they were serving through the temple. Jesus didn't want separation. Jesus wanted everyone together. He wanted to make sure that this was not happening with the apostles, that they were creating the separation. Now, another part of Jesus telling them to pack light is practical because carrying around a big bag of stuff for days and days on end, that could get exhausting. And Jesus knew that the apostles would want to be fully supplied as they traveled around, but they would need all the energy they could hold on to because of the work that they would be doing. Jesus wanted them to have like a full range of motion for all the physical labor they would be providing to the communities they were dropping in. Leaving their stuff back would accomplish that task. Now, with all that being said, I think the question we need to ask ourselves as we're reading through this is how much of that can we apply to what we are doing here at Akuo today? Well, I think a, a good amount of it for sure. Now, when we believe in Jesus and what he did here on this earth, we receive the Holy Spirit residing within us. And because of that, we have the potential to do all the things that the apostles were asked to do, all the authority that they were given. We can cast out evil spirits and we have the potential to heal sickness. I mean, with the spirits, they submit to the authority of Jesus that has been given to you and the authority of the Holy Spirit that resides within you. You can knock that stuff out for sure. Now, when it comes to sickness, in my experience, it doesn't always happen like that. I've been around some healings. I've heard some amazing things that have happened and people around, but they've been few and far between. Remember, these things are miracles because they don't happen all the time. If they happen all the time, it would just be normal and not miraculous. But that potential is there within us to heal. Now, after that, Jesus told the guys that they need to serve in Israel. Now, I don't think you need to sell all your stuff and go to Israel and preach the gospel. Now, hold on. Now, that might be what you're called to, and that's awesome if that's what it is. But I think for just about everyone that's hearing my voice right now, it means something different. I think for us, what we can be doing is serving in the places that we call home. Serve in the places that we know. You don't have to travel the world or go on a mission trip to spread the good news of Jesus. It's cool if you do, but you don't have to. 
You don't have to drive into an unfamiliar environment to have compassion for people and love on them. These things can start in your home, at your job, at the barbecue you're going to be going to later today. This could also start for you as a part of our Akuo community right here. Because I know that there are a few places that we are praying to receive people in right now. Workers for this harvest. The first is the baby room at Koo Kids. At this moment, our Koo Kids A-team is spread thin with only two classrooms. And then to add a third right now would be irresponsible and dishonoring to our current team. And we love them. So once we get the people to serve in there with the babies, then we will get that room to open up. And we are all doing this because we know of multiple families that would love to be more involved with our community, but they don't because they don't have anywhere for their babies here on a Sunday. Or they feel uncomfortable having them in the service because they're wiggly and they make noise, which I totally get. Got a couple kids too. They're older, they still wiggly and make noise. Now, another thing I've been praying about is our prayer culture here at Akuo. I know we have a staff of praying people and I know that we have a lot of you that love to pray as well, but I want everyone here to be able to sit down and have a real relationship with Jesus, one where you can speak to and hear from him. A piece that would make that go is a dedicated prayer team. We could use a group of people that are intentionally praying for our church and our people and a group that can pray with folks after the services. This might be something that even turns into one of our community groups. For you, I promise you, there is something you're called to. Maybe it's one of those two things. Maybe it's not. But there is a place for you to serve. Now, you aren't an apostle, but you have been asked to do something. You are called to help bring heaven to earth because you are the intersection between heaven and earth, because you have the Holy Spirit living within you, something heavenly here on this earth. So I want to encourage you to do that right where you are. Love people. Do it with compassion. And do it without expecting anything back in return. For sure, money, but not even gratitude. Just serve the people that you find around you. And I want to encourage you to give as freely as you have received in your life, to give the grace and love, and even generosity. And for some of you, I want you to give even more freely than you ever received in your life because nobody gave freely. And the first place to start in any of that would be with believing in Jesus. He gives to you freely, more than any person has ever given to you. Jesus lived his life for you and gave up his life for you. For you to pass that along, you have to possess it yourself. And to get that free love from Jesus, it's so easy. There weren't any religious hoops, there aren't any religious hoops for you to jump through. All you have to do is believe. To freely receive a relationship with Jesus, you don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to have things figured out. All you have to do is believe. Believe in Jesus and what he did while he was here on this earth. It's not about behavior or holiness, just simple belief. So if you want to declare or redeclare that belief today, I can help you do that. All you have to do is have a conversation between you and Jesus, which we would call a prayer. Now, to help you out during this time, I'm going to ask our entire Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You also always have a community praying along with you all the time. So if you want to declare your faith to Jesus today, between you and him, just say something like this. Just say, Jesus, I believe. 
I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. So y'all, we are a cool church, which means to listen. And we want to listen to God. I want you to have some time to listen to what God is saying in your life about what we've been talking about here today. So what I want to do is make ourselves available to him right now, because the best ability that we can have when it comes to God is availability. So what I want you to do is, is close your eyes if you're in a place you can do that and imagine Jesus sitting in front of you. And I want you to ask him a question. Just imagine a place that is safe, that is comfortable, that is nice. And for our listening moment right now, I want you to ask God this one question. Ask Jesus this one question. Just ask him, Jesus, what responsibility are you releasing me to? So we'll take a few minutes to ask and listen, and then I'll come back to finish in prayer. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Jesus, thank you for today. And of course, Jesus, thank you for the way that you continue to speak to us. Jesus, we ask that you would send us out to the fields that you want us to go and work. Jesus, please show us where you want us to go and who you want us to serve. Jesus, please show us what responsibilities you want us to carry and what responsibilities that we are holding on to that we need to let go of. Jesus, please remind us 
of the people that have taught us to move closer to you and the ones that we can help get closer to you. Thank you for the way that you're going to move in our lives. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. Now, before we go, uh, there are a few things I want to talk to you about. Today, we talked about how we might be getting called to serve, to go into the fields and help bring in the harvest that Jesus has prepared for us, for his greater kingdom and the community here at Akul. So if that's you, if you feel like you're getting called to something, I want you to get linked to us today. I want you to let us know you are ready to do the work that Jesus has given to the Akul community. And y'all, there are so many places that you can get linked into that. One of the ways is by going to akuo.church/serve, and you can get signed up there. You can see all the different spots that you can get connected to. When you get there, all you have to do is fill out your info, and we can get you connected to one of the many A-teams happening every single week. Y'all, you could be working in the fields as soon as next Sunday. From there, we can continue to do the work outside of Sunday like what we did last week serving at the Sorrento. Now, this is something that we are looking to make a very, very regular thing. So by getting signed up on this thing, you can go ahead and get connected to this because this was such a great event. Like I said, we will be doing so many more of these moving forward. Again, you can be a part of our A-teams or these events by going to akuo.church serve or by scanning the QR code on the screen right now. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is an Akuo tradition. Y'all, this is our fourth trunk or treat. Now, this one's going to be happening on Saturday, October the 28th from 3 to 6 p.m. in the parking lot outside the church. We would love for you to be a part of this. And you could help us with making sure cars get in and out for, of the parking lot safely. You could have your own trunk available to hand out candy. You could help us set things up or tear them down. You could also donate candy or put money toward the supplies that we need for this event. To sign up for any of these things, you can go to our website or scan the QR code on the screen. You can also go online to akuo.church slash sign up. Now, if you're looking to drop off candy, we will be collecting it at church every Sunday between now and October 22nd. We're asking that you drop it off early so we know how much candy that we need to buy. Y'all, we cannot wait to link to our community for this event alongside all of you. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about are our community groups. Now, we have community groups going on all week long, and we really want you to be a part of one of these groups. And the reason for this is because this is where you can really cultivate a group of people around you to help you in your life when things get hard. They could be the people that are pointing you to the field that you're supposed to be working in. Also, this could be a group of people that will cheer you on when things are good. And these people will be Christ-centered folks that will love you in the best way they possibly can. They will give as freely as they have received in their life. And it's because of this that I always say joining a group and being a part of a community that will walk through life with you could be one of the best things that you do while you're here to cool. Now, we have five different groups happening on different days and times throughout the week. To see all of those, scan the QR code on the screen or go to akuo.church community to see everything that we have going on. And hopefully, you can join in on one of those right now. Now, the other thing I want to mention is the way that we are generous here at Akuo, right? We want to give as freely as we have received. And I want you to know that here at Akuo, 
as an organization and as individuals, as myself and my family, we practice that. We practice with our time, which is why we like to give you chances to link to the community. And we also do it with our resources, with the money that we have, with the things that we have. So I want you to know that if you do give here to Kuo, I want you to know that you aren't giving to a cool, right? It's not to make us rich. It's not for us to create a class separated from you and us. No, 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 no. What you're doing is when you give to a cool, you're giving to your community through a cool. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, maybe you haven't heard from God about what you can be giving through a cool. One of the many ways that you can express your generosity is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first root 10% offering to the storehouse which is your local church, that could be a place that you start until you figure out exactly what you're supposed to be giving. Now, I also understand the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and if that's you, that's okay. If things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out because we want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church, and when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. To do that, all you have to do is mail your check to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you, and we will be praying for you now and we will continue to pray for you throughout the week. Now, before we go, let me just go ahead and pray for you one last time. Jesus, I, I, I thank you for these folks that uh, got a chance to, to hear from you today. I pray that as they uh, turn off this recording, that you would be speaking to them. I pray that you'd be showing them the exact fields that you want them to be working. I pray that they would be able to see the amazing harvest that you have prepared for them to work through, Lord. And I pray that you would give them every single ability that they need to work that field to achieve that harvest, Lord. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we're so excited to see how you move throughout this community in this specific way. We love you and we pray all these things in your holy and precious name, Jesus. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.